0: It'll be just like starting over. Just trust me, okay? This is Michael, and we are back in the studio with the lovely Diva Queen, G. How are you doing, G? I'm doing great. So my dear friend and I just finished a fabulous segment talking about overcoming obstacles in your life. And while that is definitely downplaying the entire segment, we're trying to keep it simple moving forward. Um, We're talking also about the fact that she, oddly enough, is not the only woman or person on earth that's gone through a tumultuous divorce. (laughs) Go fucking figure. So what I wanted to get at with that is what does it look like at first for someone of a certain age, whether that's 30s, 40s, whatever, that the point is you just spent a huge segment of your life defining yourself by whoever your partner is. And like I said, we're definitely focusing on being very gender sexuality neutral here. So this could pertain to anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, you just spent all this time 10 plus years devoted to someone having kids together and you decided, you know what, you're my partner. I'm taking care of the kids. I'm going to support you and what you're doing. So now I'm putting myself professionally on the back burner because you're trying to build a life with this person. So That's where your focus is. And then all of a sudden, reality kicks in and it's not what you thought it was. And then, boom, you're left out back. Now you have a 16 year gap in your resume. You don't really know what it's going to look like. Obviously, you're 16 years older and you're not sure what that's going to look like for you when you go to somewhere and you're like, what do I do? Now, granted, sometimes people aren't penniless, they have alimony, they have child support, all of that combined, or not. What was your first thought? I know that I have done a little bit of reading, and the initial thing is to freak out, but the first thing that people who have been in this predicament before have said, don't freak out.
1: What kept you from freaking out, or did you freak out? Oh, I freaked out, no doubt. So what did you do first? You know, you got to remember, there was a 20-year gap in my employment because the process of trying to get... Get to the finish line on a divorce was so ridiculously long and arduous. True story. I
0: forgot about that. That's right.
1: Yeah. So I probably aged 20 years in the (laughs) the five and a half year process. No kidding. Very stressful. um, Truly, uh, my middle son is 20 and I stopped working the, you know, effectively the day I had him. So I've been out of the work world per se um, for 20 years. And although I have a degree, um, a lot has changed in the field. I would say that's true for anyone like that, yeah. But so much has changed as far as the technology. That's the biggest gap. It is huge. I mean, um, during the marriage, I was fortunate enough that I did volunteer a lot, a Mm -hmm. lot of nonprofit fundraisers. Um, you know, Relay for Life for the American Cancer Society and local museums and right. everything else. So I I was always doing something. Um, and that allowed me to have contacts with people, Okay, um, which I have to this day. And then I had a small business for a little while, not very long with a, a friend who um, ended up I just said you you just got to do this on your own. I, I really just want to be focused on my family. But um I had some experience. So coming to the end of it at 55 years old realizing holy cow. Now what?
0: And that's a, that's a big now what. And what I wanted to say too is before we go into what the next steps were, you just like you said, you spelled it out 20 years. So, what did your office look like when you left it twenty years ago? Oh, what kind of computers are we talking? What kind of systems? I don't even
1: know, but it was big and chunky.
0: Yeah, it's dot matrix uh, printers.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't even know. It was so long ago, and um, right. I really had a fun job. Um, I did a lot of public uh, events and all the fun events, and a lot of right. things with local politicians and. The media and ad companies and TV stations. So I had a really fun job. I wasn't sitting in an office. I had a copywriter that worked for me. I had a graphic designer that worked for me. And, um, you know, it it was very uh, enriching. Okay. But I was also always on the move. Right. So... trying to figure out what do i do with that old experience right and being a mom and being a volunteer forever right how do i parlay that into something else love that well i have a affection and a love for um all things used oh okay i love consignment Fabulous and true. Home things, clothing. I hate to pay full price for something when you can get something better.
0: Well, and I have to give credit where credit is due because, like I've said, and I'll say it a million times, I have known you for a while now. But at one of the most pivotal times in my life, um, in my early 20s, is when I met you, and you had a huge impact on the way that I look at interior design, the way that I look at Uh, setting up for events. My family is a very, very much functions on celebrating things, having people come over and all this. But then you took it a step further. And I got to see a whole other side of how to go about doing those things, how to set things up. And the biggest thing that I always take from you and my friendship and love for you when I say that I carry you with me in spirit, always, I truly mean that I would sit there and I'd be looking at a box of stuff. And I'm like, I don't know how this is supposed to go together. Meanwhile, you're like, just come here. Let's go ahead and put this box under here. We're going to put this tablecloth on top of here and voila. All of a sudden it's an instant party. Everything looks fantastic. Everything comes together. I think that's a fabulous talent that you have and I'm so blessed that I was able to pull from some of that. So I can only imagine the th- the way you look at things now, especially having an affinity for Refinishing, reusing, and mm-hmm. finding a bargain. Right. So, if Thank that's you. a huge passion for you, I'm sure that you've got a lot that you want to do.
1: So that's one of the um, directions that I had thought to go in. I, I've, you know, gone as far as doing the the tax ID and my business license and the business model for and all of that. For what kind of thing? Um, starting consignment resale. Okay. okay. And two iterations of it. One was starting out, and this is probably the way is is in home parties okay and you think well gosh who's going to want to do that well i'm not going to get you know stuff from the gap and then try to sell i go and i go to really awesome places outside of our area and find really cool things really good labels unique labels things that have a certain appeal or appearance to them and then bring them back. I've done that for myself, for shopping.
0: So what kind of places are we talking? Like up north, down no, south, all no, over? No, no, um, no.
1: In the southwest, okay. uh, where people are very affluent yeah, and very wealthy. Absolutely. And, um, there's a whole huge market. And the pricing is great. And I will buy out there and then bring stuff back here or ship it back here and resell it.
0: That's fantastic.
1: At a markup. And it's still reasonable. Yeah. And really cool stuff. So that's that's the first um, iteration. Okay. When in the process of getting that set up, um, I had a friend of mine approach me. Uh, she's in the real estate business. Uh, approached me and another friend and met with us and said, hey, listen, what do you think about doing this? I've been doing this for investors for a long time, and I feel like it's time, you know, why don't I do it? So I was invited to start in a woman-owned house flipping. Fantastic, which seems like
0: an amazing turn of events because that seems like a natural thing for you to flow right on into. You loved design.
1: I love it. And I love working with the contractors. I love picking all of the fixtures and, you know, all of that stuff. So it kind of morphed into between the three of us, we had one of the gals was an investor and we were very grateful and blessed to have her and and have her want to do it. And the other realtor and then me. And once we found a property and even properties that I have found on auction, right. um, The work begins and it's working with the cities and um, making the contractors come and do the bids and figuring out who we're going to work with and what's the look we want to have. What's our budget And then to the point where we get the property um, to being staged and then sold. And that has been so much fun for me. So much fun. I had only done that in working with contractors on my own Mm -hmm. homes, um, you know, for my experience. Right, And I really enjoyed it. And to be able to be trusted to do it now in something with- For someone other, else. Yeah, with two business partners um, has been really fantastic. And um, now the market right now is ridiculous. And it, for if an investor, the properties that we would be interested in, they're already sold. Right. They're sold before they hit the market, if they even hit the market right now. Right. So, I mean, I think we all know it's a real estate boondoggle right now. And, um <laughs> Right. So we had it with the COVID and, and the demand, um, for housing being what it is with the rates and everything being so fantastic. That's kind of taken a little bit of a hiatus right now. Okay. And the, um, one of our partners has decided that she, um, would rather move in a different direction for herself and, and her okay. investments, which is wonderful. I'm so we're all still, Wish good. Her well, yes, we're all still really good friends. Okay. Um, but she was the one that allowed us to have this, this jumpstart. So very, still very fortunate. Um, so now the, the other gal and I are, are rethinking what are we doing? Right. What's next? She has just started a new, um, firm with another go getter. Uh, she's got a team of people. Uh, the other gal has a team of people. They're both also on a local, uh, real estate TV show. Um, that films the life of a realtor and the closings and everything else. So that's been fun to work with that a little bit with her. And um, that's exciting. That's also brought other opportunities for me. So it's, it's so, um, I, I don't know, intriguing now to know that I'm at 55 years old where a lot of people are grandparents already, or they're already, you know, looking at their own retirement. And here I am, I don't have grandchildren, um, my kids aren't married or anything, and here I am talking about a do-over.
0: A do-over.
1: And it's like there are so many fun things that are out there that I am being offered without even really having to go look. And wow. Wow. That's some good karma coming my way. So I'm I'm really happy.
0: Well, we're gonna take one quick break and then we're gonna come back talking about where that good karma is headed. We'll be right back. Welcome back. So we were talking about the fact that while most people that are in your position would be going into, okay, let's start thinking about where I want to retire to. Let's start thinking about how I'm going to take care of the grandbabies, blah, 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 all of this. You are in a very unique time in your life. You're able to go, you know what? It's, it's a new day. So where am I headed? I have all these doors starting to open. You don't have to be worried that, am I doing this? Um, And is my partner going to be okay with it? Because now you're in something that's supportive. You feel like you're happy. Everything is going great. So what are some things that you would like to hope is coming or that you're working towards or opportunities you're open to?
1: Well, honestly, there are some things that I just can't talk about right now because Not a problem they're in the working stages and i don't want to jinx anything which
0: is very exciting
1: i know but it's all um doing with promotion and some kind of public persona or um some sort of retail in the home idea awesome but surprisingly a lot of it has to do with other women
0: that's fantastic i
1: know and that's that Keeps me in the general direction of what I want to do if I'm doing something that helps support or encourage or, um, you know, make another female feel good about herself, whether it's her fashion on a budget. Right. Or whether what I'm doing allows me to give a percentage to um, a community, you know, women's shelter or something. Right. Right. That's kind of where my my vision is, and and that's what I'm looking for. I think it's
0: exciting that you have so many options and opportunities now, but I think the coolest thing is it's a unique time that we live in now where... You know, maybe back in like the '80s, the '90s, things like this, we were looking at women were constantly tearing each other down. Women were trying to climb over other women to get to wherever they wanted to be. We're in a time now where I feel like in the past, like 15 years, it's been more about no, no, no. Let me bring you up with me. Right. Let's help each other. Who do you know and who do I know? And let's try to build exactly. this together to be stronger. Exactly. Do you feel like that's really changed a lot in the past 20 years?
1: Oh my gosh, yes. What
0: was it like for a woman in the workplace 20 years? Years ago versus a woman in the workplace now in well, your I eyes. I think
1: it was much harder for women who were mothers to be in the workplace. And I think we've seen it now with all the COVID and people discovering that, hey, you know what? I can do this job from home or I can at least do some of it from home. Right. Um, people have been able to tend to family and work, whether it's men or women um but i think that mentality is of you oh no you've got to be in the office from 8 to 5 and you get right. a 1 minute or 1 hour lunch break and what do you mean your kid's sick again you know all that angst and and stress about right. oh my god and then you got to get home and then you've got to take care of the family getting fed and schoolwork getting done and then, there's no time for yourself right And I think what we have evolved to, not just for women, but for, for people who work in general is that you got to take a little time out, Uh you know, you've got to have a little bit of balance in what it is you're doing. And balance is a word that's thrown around a lot nowadays in mindfulness and self care. But guess what? It's all real stuff, right? And, and I think especially one of the good things about this pandemic and the quarantining and everything else is that we've seen that all these people who felt like I've got to be in the office every day from this time to this time, you really don't. We found a way to adapt and still make it work and people and, and businesses and companies can still be successful. Right. With a lot less focus on I got to be here and the stress and I got to get in the car and drive. Oh, my gosh, the traffic and, how you know, that's been a huge eye opener for so many corporations and for right. so many individuals and people I know who've always been in the office all day. Well, and we're at the forefront of
0: a time where um, I think companies are starting to look at the fact that do I need that huge building? Right. Do I need seven floors? Right. Do, can I let go of some of the cost by exactly. you know letting these people work from home versus right. having them come in here every day? And the only thing I see offsetting that is I do believe that statistics will show, yes, I'm forecasting, I believe that statistics will show some people – do work better truly in, in an office, office environment. environment. Yep. But there, that does not take away from the fact that some people can okay. work just as effectively from home. Right. There's some people that are very diligent and focused and they can work from home. Right. But then there's those that I just think all it's going to take is let's look at so-and-so's output and let's look at this other person's output. Okay. This person got the same amount of work done from home. They can stay working at home. Right. This person was doing nothing that the other person got. You're going to need to be coming into right. the office. There's going to I be a lot more well evaluating. Enough.
1: Yeah. I don't know that I could do that anymore. Be in an office all day long. Right. That's just not my style of working. But it never really was. Right. Even when I career. Well, and you said you worked career,
0: out of the office a lot. I was always you on the go. You were all over the place.
1: Always on the go. Always had a different... Every day was different. And so... And then having worked for myself, even in the the real estate flipping, it's hard to think about ever having to go back and do a nine to five job. Right. I don't think I would ever be able to do that again because I've been able to make my own hours and my own schedule and travel when I want to. And that's awesome.
0: It is. It is because it's something that I didn't think I would be doing and here we are and I'm able to navigate a schedule on my own and it's a little bit different. But the one thing I wanted to ask too is at this stage in the game now you have your hand hands in a lot of different pots. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of different things going on. Mm -hmm. Do you find that now it's easier for you to have clear cut boundaries that you are like, you know what, you're not going to come into my sanctuary.
1: Absolutely. So
0: how did you go about starting to set those up? How do you draw the line?
1: You mean in general, personally? I would say with friendships,
0: with professional relationships, with relationships in general, like whatever.
1: I think it's that confidence of of knowing that you can go through something which is so devastating and was intended to be devastating. Okay. Okay. And still come out of it. I've kept my sense of humor. I'm very funny. I don't know if you know that, but I'm really funny. You're going
0: to hear that in the next segment where we and, talk about a bunch of nonsensical entertainment news.
1: But I have been able to keep a really, really good sense of humor. And that's the one of the things that's that fantastic. my friends have said is that like, how can you like be okay? You're right? just always so positive and, and trying to encourage other people.
0: Absolutely.
1: It's because I don't want to be the alternative to that. Right. You know, nobody wants to be Debbie Downer or wants to be around Debbie Downer. Yeah, stuff happens. Right. And I've had a crappy experience, but guess what? You got to move on. Life goes on. You got to move on. And there are a lot of people who've had a whole lot worse. Yes, absolutely. And have come up from it and done a whole lot more than I'll ever think about doing. And that's kind of what I keep in my mind all the time. And like I said, the self-care, the self-talk, listening to positive things, positive podcast well and how when when you
0: have opportunities coming to you and doors opening how do you know when it's okay to say no without feeling bad about saying no
1: I don't feel bad okay can I tell you how many people have said oh you're so good at sales I want you to come you need to be selling real estate no I don't want to sell real estate
0: (laughs) and I don't feel bad about it goodbye I'm
1: don't want it well and I don't like math you don't need math. we'll (laughs) set you up with a loan (laughs) officer that'll do your math I said I don't want people in my car on the weekends. What I'm telling you is I said no. I said no. (laughs) Oh my gosh, this new product I've been trying and it's so good for my skin. You need, no, (laughs) no, I don't like to sell things to my friends and pressure them for money right now it's different when it comes to clothing and purses and jewelry and right but um you look old so here why don't you try this new skin cream and i don't care if you buy it or not because (laughs) if you don't guess what i'm gonna donate it i know so it's different i have no problem saying no and And people who really know me would never ask me to do a mid-level marketing thing they would never ask that of me you're obviously not a friend obviously you don't know me right and you don't i don't like to sell stuff right I like to buy it, I like to
0: sell it. Absolutely.
1: So I, I have no problem saying no anymore. I'm a lot stronger.
0: Well, I think that healthy boundaries is kind of a lost art in and of itself, because right. a lot of people think that when you say no, oh, well, you're just being negative or you're shutting people down yes, You're not giving it a chance. Yes, a negative chance.
1: answer. It means, no, I'm not interested in that, but you do it all you want. I w- and I praise you for that. Yes.
0: I think it's great that one of the best things that I learned a while ago was and it was about three years ago to be exact was hmm. that no is a complete sentence. Yes it is. That's it. I don't, I don't need an explanation. Why, why do I owe you an explanation? I, I don't. i that
1: with my children no. yeah. because I said so. No. No. Why? That
0: crickets. was the answer. Crickets. <laughs> well speaking of crickets we're going to let you hear some for just a minute and we'll be right back. Tell her no, no, no. back. So we are closing out this segment. The last little bit here that we're going to talk about is going to be going around. So we just finished talking about boundaries, setting up those boundaries and different things that, you know, sometimes it's good to go ahead and say no. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. And you can't be a people pleaser all the time. Um, Some of the other things that I think that people need to remember, too, is it is easy when you get into a position where you are worried. You're faced with devastation. So you think. Instead, you can look at that on the flip side as it's an opportunity to start anew. Right. Um, so, what do you say to those that are, you know, in the house and they're like, you know, what? I I can't even leave today. I just can't can't muster the energy. I just want to sit here. Blah blah blah. You know, because for me, my thought process to those is, it's not gonna. The solution's not gonna find you. Right. You're gonna need to go out right. and do something. You're
1: not getting how do a you, job offer in the house on the couch. How do you find that motivation? It's hard because I'll be honest with you. You know, I've had those days myself. Okay. Um, especially during this COVID, or even when I was going through some some bad days. You know, during the last few years, and I don't want to tell other people about it. I just need to sit. I, I call it caving in. I oh, will cave in.
0: Do you, because I've heard that some people do this, do you have a certain set amount of time on the inside that you're like, I'm only giving yep. myself four hours yep. or I'm only, what do you, how well, long it, is for you?
1: Sometimes it was 24 hours. <laughs> right. Sometimes it was a whole weekend of binge watching British crime dramas. I'm glad that ended food. with watching. Yeah. Binge watching. Not in it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, so, but it's gotten better and I know what I need to do. To, you know, wrestle myself out of those thoughts and those right. feelings. And then I start saying, you know, all right, sister, get up, run a bath. Yep. Pick out something. What If those jeans don't fit, fine. Put on a pair of spanks. Yep. But you need to get up. Suck it up. Get in the car and drive around until the inspiration hits you. And, and there are days I have done that. Right. And sometimes I'll find myself, you know at an overlook looking at the water because it brings me peace. Um or I love Colonial Williamsburg. Yes. And sometimes I just go up there and park and get a coffee and take a stroll down Dog Street. Um but it's the self talk. And I've learned self talk and I and I try to put positive things all around me. Now I do love a dateline podcast about some murder, death kill. <laughs> That's, that's one of Liz's favorite things. Producer Me Liz too. loves that. I do too. But that's for entertainment. But when I know I need to hear something else, honestly, I'll put on um, a Brene Brown or um, feel good stories or read something nice, like chicken soup for the soul type right, things. Right. If you what you allow in is what's going to come out. You know the whole giggo garbage in garbage out. Right. If I sit around and only present to myself negative music, negative You're gonna stories, there. negative yep. outlook, that's what's going to happen. Absolutely. That's what's, what's going to be manifested. Right. And I don't want that.
0: So what is it that you were able to do to go ahead and go, I've got to pull myself up because no one else is coming over to do it.
1: Well, that mentality right there is part of it. You know, on the day after the divorce was finalized, I actually had like a little baby panic attack. Okay. Because for six years, i had been saying, almost six years, I've been saying, okay, well, I don't need to worry about that because I'm not even divorced yet. Well, I don't need to worry about that because I'm not even divorced yet. Right. So I was mentally giving myself like a little bit of a couch. And now yet was here. And then it was there. Now Mm. what? Well, I have no more excuses. Get up, bitch. Yeah. (laughs) exactly I say that I'm absolutely
0: you can say whatever the fuck you want and so
1: what I (laughs) I love that Britney Spears song work you want a Maserati work it bitch or work bitch whatever yeah
0: you better work bitch
1: I literally put that on my ringtone (laughs) to wake up to because it was like yeah this is really what's gonna you've got to do it yeah it's not gonna come to you it's not gonna come to you Nope. you've got to seek it you've got to put yourself out there And be around other people. And, of course, freaking COVID. But there's another way to do it. (laughs) You can make friends and, and you know, put yourself in groups of interest and be a part of. And
0: slowly the world is starting to come back to life. But you were doing this, right, smack dab in the middle of COVID going on. Right. So I understand. So... What else did you do when it comes to finding out what's going to make me happy? What were some of your first thoughts? Because what I'm looking at now is there. there's a list, apparently a golden list what is there of the five questions that you're supposed to ask yourself when starting over at 50. Hmm. And the first question is, what's going to make me happy? Did these kinds of questions cross your mind? What's going to make me happy? What will give me the greatest amount of freedom? Yes. So what were some of those thoughts looking like to you?
1: Um, what makes me happy is doing something that's kind of creative. Okay. Because I do have a creative brain. Okay. But I'm not talented. <laughs> oh, I'm, oh, I'm not come an artist or a sculptor oh, or a writer. But, right. You know, um, something where I can make things pretty, like you beautiful said, beautiful, right. Or yeah, or make some make someone else feel right. encouraged
0: uplifted yeah exactly what about it talks about what will give me the greatest amount of freedom
1: Mm, working for myself
0: absolutely what can I do to help others
1: well that's a process I think that's a daily thing and I think it changes based on uh, what the needs of people are around you or what is the current issue at the time but I'm I've always been somebody who, who tries to help other people, whether it's strangers or people who I know. So it, I don't know. I, I always am doing something, but it just depends on the... Well, the- look, looking back,
0: there was those times that you talked about that you were sitting there and you're like, I just can't. 24 hours, I'm going to sit here. Or this whole weekend, I'm going to sit here. But... I know because I've had it happen to me, and with you speaking like that and us being kindred spirits, I'm sure you had it too where it was, you had a day like that, you woke up and you thought, I'm not going anywhere, and then all of a sudden you're like, you know what, never mind, I am. I got, I got to get out of here. What was something, one of the most unexpected things that happened on that one day that you decided, you know what, I was going to be sitting at home, but I'm so glad I didn't because?
1: I listened to the little voice in my head that said, Enough with the pity. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's just not right. Get up and do something for someone else. And, and I think that's one of the things I've shared with other people who I've talked to who are really struggling or were really struggling. and um, Even a family member. And I said, you know what? Go volunteer somewhere. Check out in your area. There's got to be a soup kitchen.
0: Uh, something. And
1: I guarantee you they're going to need somebody. And there's someone who has it so much worse. Right. Always. Right. And And seek that out and do for someone else. And I don't mean give away all your money. Right. You know, or put yourself at risk. Or or do something, you know, senseless. But do something really kind for somebody and you're going to feel a lot better.
0: So as we go out of this segment, on the low, when nobody's around... And you're put your phone on mute. What is one of your guiltiest secret pleasures to watch on TV?
1: Really? I'm a Britophile. I am a Britophile. I love anything British. Oh, yes. Sorry.
0: So, what are you binging?
1: When you're at home
0: doing that to to help snap you out of it where you're like, you know what? Let me go look at these people's lives because it's so much crazier than mine. So
1: right now I am watching the the SVU version from Law and Order UK. Oh, (laughs) I mean, my my Siri is a British man. Yep. So, yeah, I can't I'm, I'm so boring. What music do you
0: listen to that people would be surprised that you're blaring to get you to snap out of it?
1: I have recently discovered Melody Gardot, and every time I hear her singing, I feel like I'm sitting in a Parisian cafe, sipping on a, a cafe, yeah, and about to have a beautiful French, you know, delicious bakery item. It just trans- transforms me and um, snaps you out of your funk. But I love some old school hip hop too. <laughs> CNC Music Factory make you sweat. Yeah. Baby. yeah. Yes. Yes. Music get control. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um. So yeah, my music taste is all over the board. I love everything except screamo and ugly, ugly rap.
0: Screamo and ugly rap. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I'm so glad that you decided to let us know what your secret is to snapping out of things because I think that you find in your life when you're going to talking to all your friends and all these people that feel lost, you're looking at them and you're telling them. Just trust me, okay? We'll be right back. Thanks. Tell the truth. I think I should have seen it coming from a mile away. When the words you say
1: are, baby, I'm a fool who thinks it's cool to fall in love.